This is the Big Footy Blues Podcast. Uh, yes, it's that time of the week again. Time for the Big Footy Blues podcast. Episode squazillion for the year, or to those that can't count that high, it's the week leading up to round 19. I'm ODN, and I'm joined by the usual lineup of suspects. He's no barista, but he has come up with a freshly ground plan to offer free coffees back at his place for the ladies. Uh, it is only for the ladies, right, HBF? <laughs> um, <geez>. Yes. <laughs> Uh, seemingly impervious to the lure of a frothy brew she instead spent her week pondering the unresolved tensions between Batman and Catwoman (laughs) across all the big issues eh Mebby I'm so embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) he received an education this week when he learned that schoonering was the practice of having a beer while wearing somebody else's pants or something like that anyway so did you take part happy dude I haven't met a weird person from north of the border yet to share that experience with. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, Jeremiah's with the late withdrawal tonight, which is probably a good thing since he has admitted to drinking feral Fanta pants. I'm not sure why he couldn't have just done a mick and yelled at them at half time, but each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop writing on the board because you see everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're omnipresent. Um <laughs> Uh, look, let's just start with a little bit of news, people. Um, we have had a bit of news since we last spoke. Adelaide's much maligned CEO, Stephen Treek, has signed in to be Carlton's next CEO. Um, the board's lit up across Big Footy, uh, and there were str- some strong opinions expressed. Uh, so now that the dust has settled, where does the panel sit on this appointment? I had my tantrum already. Um, so lucky for you guys, you don't have to listen to me do it now. Um, I, th- I think it's a very strange decision. I honestly don't know why, um, when we've got such a, str- a huge reputation still of cheating that we would bring someone in who, you know, obviously also has a personal reputation for it. But, you know, I've had my tantrum and I've said my piece. And so I'm willing to now judge him on his actions and what he can actually do for the club. And hopefully he takes us in the right direction. Well, apparently we scoured the world, you know, looking for the best possible candidates. What a coincidence that he was, like, just over in South Australia waiting for a new job to bring him over to Victoria. Um, I don't, I, from the outside looking in, I don't think his record is the best going around, but now that we've got him, I'm going to have to give him the time to see if he can prove himself um, and, you know, do a good job with the club, but I'm not the most impressed person around. Look, I, I, must, I must say, I was... Probably a bit like maybe to start with, I I was quite shocked that we'd appointed him. But I think knowing his background, that he will now be as squeaky, squeaky clean as what we've been since we had those um, salary cap penalties back in the early 2000s. So I think if they've got him on his football and his football now, then I'm, I'm happy to have him there. Uh, I just uh, there's just not a chance that he's going to. Uh, you know, break any rules at all whilst he's at Carlton. So, look, if he was the best person for the job, then, look, I'm happy that the club would have gone through their due diligence and and really did try and get the best person for the job. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy at this stage. 
I was really worried about the PR hit when it was first announced, you know, the, the whole cheating club signs cheating CEO and you're thinking, what on, what on earth are we thinking? We just don't need that sort of media. But I've noticed that the media has been fairly split and there's actually been a fair bit of encouragement from certain um, certain journalists um, about the appointment. So it wasn't probably as severe as I thought it would be. Um, and... It seems to be relevant. I'm not sure why, but that uh, he he gets along quite well with um, Gillan McLaughlin. So, um, being a friend of the AFL, I don't know if that's Carlton turning over a new leaf. And so, you know, what can you do? He, he, we've signed the contract now. Um, we don't know really what he's done at Adelaide. We've heard a lot from Adelaide supporters, but um, we needed a CEO. Uh, we looked under every rock, and he uh, triggers what crawled out. So, uh, we got we got to go with it. I don't know if that's a very strong endorsement. <laughs> it's not. It's the not. only thing that crawled out from under the rock. <laughs> well, exactly. But that's, I mean, that's what they said. They looked under every, they uh, left no stone unturned is what they said. So, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, and he's going to be judged on what he does um, while he's getting paid by the Carlton Football Club. So, I think Mark Robinson really summed it up well uh, on SCN last week. He said that, you know, people are entitled to, you know, second chances. And he actually sort of just put out a rhetorical question in saying that, like, ha- how many of us would not be in the position we're in right now had we not had a second chance? And Did you realise he's pushing an agenda there? Yeah. Well, may- maybe he is, but uh, people are... Definitely. Uh, <laughs> Did you read the end of that article? <laughs> the, the article? I- I'm happy to judge him on his, his time at Adelaide and... Look, there you get mixed reviews, but look, as it sits right now, I'm, I'm happy enough that that he's there, and I think we just need to give him a chance and just you know see what see what comes of it. Yep, good one. Um, get the membership figures up, um, get the sponsorship dollars raising uh, yep. coming in, and um, make the club a little bit more professional. And none of us will have a bad word to say. Is so anyone I, else concerned by the figures that the Wookie posted, though, showing a steady decline in membership numbers and revenue for Adelaide? I am. That's what I meant by um, from the outside looking in. I don't know exactly on all the the decision making process over in Adelaide, and I really only have any. The only information I have to go off is Wookie's numbers, really. So um, that's what that's my main concern. But could could that have been more? Look, I, I haven't seen those numbers, but could that have been because of the salary cap penalties and a small group of supporters have jumped out off the club until maybe Trig was gone? Maybe their membership numbers will pick up next year. It, it could have been because of a fair few different reasons, which yeah. is, well, without being within involved, we won't really know the full story. So um, I'm now that he's with us, I'm I'm happy or we'll sort of forced to give him his chance to prove himself and see if he's got good ideas for the club and can yeah. bring us in the right direction. But yeah. uh, I'm I wasn't the most yeah. Don't colour me impressed. Yeah, look, as I said, I'm I'm more than willing to give him a, give him a go and let's maybe judge him in. 12 months or two years' time to see, see if he's taken the club forward from from now. Mm. Yes, sir. And let's remember, this is also this is also a big test for the um, for the new president. Uh, this is the first major decision that he's made, yep. um, and you know we don't know, we still don't know a lot about Emlo. And um, I forgot about the log. So yeah, exactly. So um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be judged on um, on how this appointment turns out as well. So. Anyway, moving right along. Um, 
it's time for a little bit of trade talk. So um, on the boards during the week, uh, there's a bit of a rumour that seems to have really taken off. Um, it's probably been festering for a couple of weeks, but um, some seemingly connected posters have um, talked about Carlton chasing one of GWS's tall forwards. And it came out um, you know, a week or so, a week, two ago, that it was, um, it was Boyd that we were chasing. Um, and I've seen something more today suggesting it might actually be Patton now, so it's a bit of a uh, having a bob each way, prob- probably. But um, the talk is about uh, Carlton's first pick and a player. Um, has anybody given any thought to that trade? Is it? Is it do we think there's any merit in it? And who would we who would we possibly offer up? If if there's merit in it, um, I reckon the sort of player they'd be interested in would be a Walker-type player that's a bit more senior and plays off the back line um, and has that bit of run about him, obviously, when he's not carrying an injury. We've seen him do it and do it quite well last year. I think he came second in the best and fairest. Hmm. Yeah, um, they'd be interested in someone of that sort of quality, um, senior, because they, they need older older heads, I think. They'd probably even be asking for, for Yaron. But there's no way, like, I'd be very disappointed if we gave up Yaron. Well, the, the poster who's, who's um, been pushing that, this, this rumour um, through a source, um, he claimed, I'm pretty sure he claimed that it wasn't Walker and it wasn't Yaron. Um, and that some posters, you know, sort of indicated some posters would be okay with the trade, some wouldn't. Um, so I'm trying to think about players that are sort of, you know, maybe maligned or, uh, I mean... A bit polarising. Yeah, look, I don't know about polarising, but ones that, um, you know, maybe been out of the action, I straight away come back to to, to Matty Cruiser again and stuff like that Gosh. since GWS wanted him in the first place. But not saying that's who it is, but, you know, uh, these, these, these rumours do tend to make you... Um, speculate a bit and he's already turned down GWS once but if that money was on offer again Cruiser, I'm going to be very upset who, who would the board sponsor then because first we sponsor Kennedy and he gets traded <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to start sponsoring players we don't want to keep ah big footy blues the kiss of death um, yeah. anyway <laughs> We did used to, uh, back before, uh, this sponsorship has a history at another website, and um, back in the old days it was actually uh, Carl Norman, so that didn't end up too well either. Oh, jeez, are we? sponsoring people. Yeah, why don't you sponsor Kane Ackland while you're <laughs> I think we tried, didn't we? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have a bar with that one. Um, the, the other chat during the week has been about Sean Higgins. Um, um, He's a, is he a restricted free agent? Um, so you'd have to actually offer him some decent coin to keep him away, get him off the bullies. Uh, I'm actually not sure if he's restricted or unrestricted. Yeah, I, I think he might be unrestricted. I'm, but I'm not totally the, sure on that. Look, I, I do see the merit in getting him, if, assuming he can get his body right. Um, look, he uses the footy really well, so um, whether we could find a spot in, in the team for him. I, look, I've been pretty big this year on... on getting players in that can kick the footy. I'm sick of seeing our players just turn the ball over, 
way too many times for my likings. And look, Higgins Higgins does bring kicking skills to the to the table. So look, if his body's right and we do a medical on him and it doesn't cost us too much, then um, welcome aboard, Short Higgins. Well, given those injury woes, though, HBF, how much? What, what's your cap on how much you'd pay him? Um, oh, look, I, I don't think he'd go much over much over the average wage. So, um, look, I, I wouldn't pay him any more than three three fifty. I wouldn't have thought. Mm-hmm. Have, having having said that, I will say that it will depend on what happens at the end of the year, particularly with uh, Jard and Wait, and just how much money we do have to spend. Yeah. Um, if, if if these two decide not to go on, then uh, you know we're going to have a bit of a war chest. So I think maybe our priorities, you know, we could probably go elsewhere for an, a different sort of player. But um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not I'm not opposed to Higgins, but not to not to overpay him. Yeah. Um, just just having a quick look at the draft, um, I note that the Big Footy Phantom Draft trial run has started, and HBF, you're representing Carlton in that draft. Yes, and I have. And I noted that you selected Durden at five. Um, now, obviously, that doesn't take into account um, any compensation picks that Melbourne might get if Frawley leaves and um, and so forth, and it doesn't, it's sort of just guessing at our current um, position that... Um, I, you know, I'm thinking we could end up with anywhere between maybe pick six or seven, yep. um, depending on those compensation picks. So, it, it, well, I mean, if the rumours, well, I just want to sort of, if who would you be looking at at six or seven? But also, if the rumours prove correct and we do snap up a big gun forward such as a Boyd or Patton and therefore give up our first pick, yep. um, who, who, who would you be thinking we'd look around? Um, Look at around um, pick twenty five ish. Um, well, look, just 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 with the um, the phantom draft, I was actually a little bit surprised that Durden dropped to five. I, I was trying to I was trying to sort of second guess what the posters ahead of me were going to do, and, and the one that I thought would fall through to me would have was going to be Brayshaw, but he he was actually gone before um, before my pick. So Durden was the one left, and as I've written on the drafts and trading thread, that you just can't say no to a legitimate key position player that can that can play at both ends. Um, he did have a quiet-ish championships, but just just you just saw glimpses of him of, of what he can do. So uh, look, I snapped him up very very quickly. Uh, I didn't really think about it too much. Um, if we do end up with pick six or seven in the actual draft, uh, I think I'm on record as. I'm a really big fan of um, Jane Laverde from the Western Jets. He just ticks so many boxes for me. Um, 186, 187 centimetre. Essentially utility. He can pretty much play anywhere. Um, I've seen him play back. I've seen him play through the midfield and I've seen him play forward. Um, I actually, I finally got to watch the last three quarters of the Vic Metro South Australia game from Simmons a few weeks ago and his uh, his second, third, and fourth quarters were sublime. Um, so, I, look, I think if he was wearing a Carlton jumper next year, I think I don't think there'd be an unhappy Carlton supporter. Um, the other player I'm I'm quite impressed with is Lockie Weller from Queensland. He's one of the probably the better better mids of the um, the draft pool this year. Not as tall. He's about 181 centimetre, but he just 
he's just a really smooth mover. He just he he doesn't really do a lot wrong. Um, the only thing, the only maybe knock on him is that he's probably a, just a pure midfield. I haven't really seen him play um, anywhere else, although I have only seen him play a couple of times. So um, happy to be sort of proven wrong on that. Um, the other one I am keen on, but I haven't seen him play at all, is Jake Lever. I can only really go by what sort of people are talking about um, with him. To answer your third point, what would I do in the second round? I think it would really depend on what what falls through. Um, I mean, there are so many players you, you could be keen on. I really like Jared Garlett from WA. Um, just a really, really elite speed. Uses the ball okay, but I'm, I'm sure we could we could work on that. Um, and even the guy you spotted a couple of weeks ago, ODN, Lucas Webb from mm. country. That's um, a little bit high, isn't it? Um, not for me, no. No. I... Um, Really, really impressed with his game. Um, there was a passage of play that he, he weaved through a bit of traffic and um, slotted it from 50, and the person I immediately thought of was Prendlebury. He just just moves like Prendlebury so much. So um, I think he's a little bit underrated on, on big footy. So um, if he's there in the 20s, I, yeah. wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be too disheartened if we grabbed him. Perhaps if perhaps if, um, he needs to work on his consistency a little bit, but from what I saw, you know, I I think he could be a very very good player at AFL level. Again, that big bodied mid one eighty six left footer just uses the ball really well. So that's sort of what I'm thinking at the moment. But you know, that could change between now and now and November. Um, thanks for that. That's a pretty decent rundown. So still a you know a fair bit to look forward to. Yep. Um, and no doubt we'll be uh, talking more about it um, as the season progresses and um, after Carlton makes its exit for 2014. So um, I think we'll um, move on and try a little bit of list it, love it or leave it. So this week in List It, Love It or Leave It, uh, we're, I think we did number 20, Holman, um, last week. This week we're doing 23 through to, through to 30, since we've got a few gaps in our numbering this year. Um, we're going to start with Lockie Henderson. So what do you people think? List It, Love It or Leave It? Love, love, love. Love yeah, him. Got to love it. Love him. Yeah, That's it's pretty tough. You, unanimous across the board, really, isn't it? You don't it? really right. have to say too much, do you? Uh, he's, it's just love him forever. Yeah, he's, he's he's found a little bit of form of late. Um, we were a bit we're a little bit worried about him, and um, he seems to you know have his confidence back a bit. And uh, you know, six goals um, in his last game is uh, no mean feat. <clears throat> was he think, was he injured through the season? I mean, there was some reports out that he was carrying it, carrying an injury. So you know, certainly well, looks like he has been. I had somebody come. Somebody came out and said, uh, I, I think it came from the club saying he hasn't he hasn't been injured, confirming that Walker had been, uh, which is the reason for his form drop off, but um, Henderson hasn't been. So I can't remember what sort of a preseason he had. I think it was interrupted. I think yeah, most well, of our team was interrupted. But well, he um, a, yeah, he, he had he hip had surgery, didn't he? Yeah, mm. he had a, a tendon in his leg or something that he needed, yeah. on, and that was that was late in the late in the preseason, and that always isn't good when you don't. 
when you can't sort of just round out your pre-season. So, yep. look, I thought he started the season really well, dropped off a bit and has come back really well. I mean, his game against North Melbourne was, was pretty special. So, yep. just a no-brainer for me. Lock him away for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have too many players that can go for, to go forward and back. Um, so you, you don't burn those sort of players. So Definitely he's whatever, wherever, wherever we might pick up at all in this year's draft or trade week. Um, Henderson can uh, fill in a spot down the opposite end um, for a long time to come. So um, next up, twenty six, Andrew McGuinness. Uh, look, seen him at seen him at VFL level a couple of times, and just not quite sure where he's at. He just Oh, he has a good game at VFL level and then doesn't have a good game at VFL level. So I'm just wondering whether we might sort of list him and just see see if we get any any bites for him. I think I think Mebby's boy Doherty's gone gone past him and yeah. uh, I just I'm just not sure where he fits and Simon White's probably gone past him as well. So obviously we need backup for those two, but just not sure where where he's at in his footballing career. So. He he hasn't been the same since uh, his knee. I don't think. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, and I saw him in the VFL not this weekend because he had a bye, but the one before, and like he's all right, but he's nothing that he's not exactly beating down the door to get no, a gig. And so mm. I completely agree with you, HBF. I think there's others that have surpassed him, unfortunately, because I like him. Um, but yeah, I just. Don't necessarily think that the side would be better to have him in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe if we were offered something, um, maybe uh, in the third round, um, we'd potentially look at it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, the, the, the draft probably slips away a bit after about twenty-five to thirty this year. All right. Um, my twenty-seven, Dennis Armfield. Oh no. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a interesting, difficult one, isn't it? Um, mm. He's a he's a, he's a good team man, Army. Um, yeah, look, again, again, like sort of what um, maybe and I were just saying with with McGuinness. Like I, I've seen him a couple of times at um, VFL level, and you'd think if, with a senior player, he really should be sort of kicking the door down. But he's just not. He, whether he, sometimes he just looks a little disinterested, which is unusual for Armfield because he's a bit like a bull at a gate, but. I'm not, I'm not sure what you think, uh, maybe, but just I don't know. He just just doesn't look. Well, like he has he has there. flashes, doesn't he? Like does, um, yeah. last week in the VFL again, he sort of had moments where he like made an impact and forced his way in, and but then other moments where it's like, oh sh- crap, I forgot Armfield was playing, even though he's got the bloody worst Pat Rafter hairdo at the moment. It's disgusting, <laughs> but um, it's worse than Michael Hurley's. But um. I just, I don't know with him. It's like he's inconsistent for me. And I used to really, like, he used to be one of my ultimate faves. And every week I was like, Armfield must play. And this year he's really dropped off the radar for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. He doesn't have any trade value. Uh, mm. um, but I don't know. Unless we really need the, the list spot, I think he's a, he can be a handy foot soldier to come in for those few games a year if we, you know, if we have a few injuries. Is he yeah. um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not yeah. sure off the top of my head. Oh, because with the amount of people that we're looking to move on potentially at the end of the year as well, like where are we going to get replacements for them all? Yeah, so that, it couldn't hurt what... to just keep him around for another year if we need to. 
Yeah, oh, that, that, that's exactly the point I was um, about to make. Is um, with, with the amount of people that we've already lost, and if we're going to move on more people, then we there's no point throwing him out just because, and then trying to replace him with a speculative pick later on in the draft, or just trying to pull someone else in. Um, so I reckon, yeah, holding on to him for another year and see how he goes next year, and he'll probably be one to if there's no improvement and he's just doing exactly what he did this year and even last year again. Um, at the end of next season, he'll be one to be moved on. Yeah, I think look, what he I, look. I think what he brings is he certainly brings speed in. He, I think the other thing he brings is the fact that he can lock down on an opposition, either small half forward or midfielder. But you know, Kerno's sort of playing that role now, and we ran into trouble last year when we actually played too many run with players. So look, if a, if a club out there is looking for some speed and and uh, you know a player that can can lock down on someone, then you know perhaps we will ship him off. But look, I, I agree with um, the rest of you guys. I think let's not cut him just to for cutting's sake. I, I think he's again probably like McGinnis. I think he's probably line ball, but um, he could certainly be a good a good depth player for mm-hmm. for next year. And I'm I'm really not sure what his what his contract status is off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number twenty eight, uh, Tommy Bell. I like Bell. Yeah, I really he, do. I don't see why we would get rid of him. Yeah, he's he's one that uh, as as he gets more games, I reckon he's just going to get better. Um, the the few times I've seen him play at VFL level, he does quite well, and um, he seems to kick goals like uh, regularly as well, um, t- taking nice marks and stuff too, which is good. I don't really see him doing that as often at um, at AFL level. Um, that shepherd against St Kilda, like he likes doing the team thing as well. He's the sort of player we need around the club, hard at the ball, tackling, shepherding, uh, good size, like with his body, nice and solid. Uh, yeah, he's, the more games he gets, the better he, he gets. I I feel he won't be a superstar, but I reckon we keep him. Uh, what yeah. what what I'd like to do with him during the summer is just handcuff him to Gibber, and just say you just learn as much about kicking as you can. In the in this few months, because like he gets the ball enough, he, but he just he just tortures it a bit too much for my liking. And if he could just if he could just improve his um, kicking a bit more, he, he'd raise his game to a completely new level. So look, I, I'm with you guys. I'd certainly keep him if he just if he could just work on his kicking, um, he'd be a really really good player. Well, that that and his awareness because um, he. He's a little bit uh, slower than he thinks he is, and um, and he's not really aware when people are coming at him, when the tackler's coming at him. So um, yeah, he needs to play within his limitations. Yeah, and you there's some players him. who've had very successful careers doing that. Like Nick Maxwell, I think, is an example of someone who knew how to play within his limitations, and he always played to his strengths. And I know he, everyone makes fun of him, but I think he, you know, he had a pretty good career for what he was capable of. And if Bell stops trying to sprint away from people and hold onto the ball for a long period of time, I think he'll improve out of sight. But at the same time, they need to communicate with him as well and let him know. Yeah, but absolutely. I, I don't think you. I, I don't think you should try and stamp that out of his game completely. I mean, you think back to last year where he um, where he ran off and kicked that really long goal against Port that you know, helped us get into the... Well, helped us get to ninth last year, which then got us into the finals. So I think yeah. he's... I, I, as you guys were saying, I think he needs to work on his awareness to sort of pick his situations when to run off and then pick his situations when to dish off as well. So... 
Yep, um, but for now, um, we'll keep. Um, it, yep. oh, look, you know, if somebody if somebody was to offer up a second rounder, I'd be looking at it though. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the dream scenario, I think. But yeah. it'd be nice. But I'm yeah. <clears throat> we can't give away everyone. Well, look, it depends. Especially if we give if we trade away our first rounder, um, we're going to have to give up somebody to sort of get back into the into the draft a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, next up, number thirty, <laughs> Jared White. Uh, Jeez, what? what, what you say? I don't even know what to say. I do. I I I I love Whitey. I absolutely love him. I think he cops a bad rap. Uh, yes, he he has been inconsistent, but his his best is some of the most brilliant football I've ever seen anybody play. And and that's probably why we beat up on him so much because um, he is capable of so much more. But why can't we just enjoy it when he does turn it on? Um, and, and, you know, he gets a reputation for getting himself suspended. Um, I, I, nothing's that major. He's not really a dirty player. Um, and I don't even hold that against him. Um, I think... When he plays like he did against North Melbourne, I'd go a long way just to watch three games of football like that from that guy, yep. um, and and nineteen average games. Well, sorry, it's Jared White and ten average games and nine out injured. But um, look, he he offers so much and he's such a barometer when he, when he's up and up and going, um, and that's what I watch football for. Players like Jared White. Yeah. Look, I, I I completely get what you're saying, ADN. I mean that that game last year where he, where he kicked seven against Essendon, like he just he was just unstoppable, and and he was a bit like that on on Friday night as well. Look, I, I think what what I would do with with Wadey is give him a one year deal at the end of the year, uh, and then reassess in twelve months. I think we are a better football team when he plays, and. I think it would also just give Casbold and probably to a lesser extent Henderson another year with him at the club. Um, that's that's what I would do, and I would certainly. I mean, look, he he's been paid very well by our footy club whilst he's been injured and suspended, so I think it might be time for him to perhaps give something back to the club and take a bit of a haircut, have a one year deal, and then uh, we'll reassess in twelve months. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, HBF. But I've just got this. I've had this bad feeling for a little while that he's going to actually call it quits at the end of the season. I call think it, the decision might might, might be uh, made for us. Call it quits, maybe. But we, there's some clubs apparently offering him a, a, a contract, and I don't want to see White play against Carlton ever. I don't think yeah. he would. He's got to be too much of a Carlton man. That, yeah, honestly, like I, I reckon he'll call it quits before he goes somewhere else. If he's thinking about calling it quits and someone else is offering, unless they offer him a lot of money, I reckon he'll he'll turn him down and just you know hang him up. Well, I mean, there's there's speculation that Fremantle are are looking at him, and I'm just wondering whether he would take his his family to um to Western Australia, you know, at the at the end of his career. To perhaps eke out another twelve months of footy. Yeah, um, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a player who's, who's who's out seeking glory and premierships and stuff like that. He just wants to play. So I, I I don't think he would go over there either. But you know, he might he might stay in Melbourne and go to go to, even go to a lower club if it meant he can get a couple of years. Play, yeah, you know, still playing. Jeez, because, I hope he doesn't do that. No. Nah. 
don't know. I mean, just geez, the way he was jumping around against North Melbourne, he's still got a fair bit left in the body. Well, and yeah, I'd rather he's... give him two years than have him go somewhere else. But I mean, he like, was I, on just, a... I couldn't stomach it. But he he's been on a three year contract, maybe, and he's missed so much footy. I mean, do we want to? Do we want to risk giving him another two-year deal? At How old is he, 30, 31 or something? 31. 31, and I understand exactly what you're saying, and it's not even logical to me, but you know yeah. that I get emotional about football, whereas you guys are a lot more pragmatic than I am, and I just can't stomach the thought of Jared Waite, with that surname, being Jared Waite running around against Carlton. I just yeah. don't think I can I'm hack it. Yeah. Look, me, me neither. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see him in a, anything other than navy blue, but look... Yeah, well, I, what, I'd, one I'd, be, I'd be quite prepared to give him a one-year contract at the end yeah. of the year. And just, I mean, look, if it's good oh. enough for Chris Judd to have rolling one-year deals, then it's it, it's good enough for um, it's good enough for Wait to have rolling one-year deals as well. As far no, as I no, give him a one-year deal and and and, and uh, with a with an option for a second um, if he if he meets certain criteria. So and that that will include yep. games played. That's so if, he, if, if if yeah if he's injured and 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 you know have have it at a lower wage but offer incentives for goals, you know goals and marks or something like that. Write write some sort of performance clause into the contract. Yeah, give him so performance. So you want certain KPIs performance wise, and you want a certain amount of games played to guarantee that second year. I think so, that seems to be a bit of a the sort of the in thing at the moment. I mean, there's quite a number of players that have. Um, that those sort of clauses in their contract, whereas if they is it, if they play a number of games, it triggers the second year. I know, is it well? Um, Jake King's retired today, but I mean he had a clause in his contract for that. And doesn't um, Brad Saul from Hawthorne have the same thing that he's got to meet a certain criteria to get a contract next year? So, you know, yeah, maybe. Yep, I'd go there. All right, um, coming up next, it's the pre-game pet talk. Thursday night at Patterson Stadium, Carlton sitting in 13th place with 6 wins, 11 losses. Take on Fremantle sitting in 4th place with 12 wins and 5 losses. Carlton are coming off a rare four-quarter performance and win against North Melbourne, while Fremantle win into their bye weekend after a shellacking at the hands of bottom side St Kilda. Um, an aberration for the Dockers, folks, or do they have problems that Carlton may be able to exploit? Well, I'm I'm hoping that they've got problems that we can exploit. Um, that loss to St Kilda really that gobsmacked me. I I had um Fremantle Grand Final pegged um actually, and uh that that's just completely thrown me because you don't have you know legitimate contenders dropping games in that sort of fashion. Uh, I think when I saw that scoreline against St Kilda, I thought there goes our chance of beating them. They're not gonna front of their home crowd. They're not gonna have another lapse like that anytime soon. Um. Like last year, where they just systematically uh, beat us in every area, I think we might see something very similar to that again this week. Uh, they're just such a well-drilled side, uh, like any uh, Ross Lyon side is. Um, they're, they're, the quality of their midfield is right up there. Um, they're, they're just such a good side. 
we play Subiaco pretty well, so I'm hoping for the upset. I'm hoping we can run through their uh, their well, for lack of a better word, zones and and whatnot, and uh, you know get have a brilliant performance from Waite and uh, Henderson again up forward because I think the the key position players will be key to us kicking a winning score on Thursday night. I think what St Kilda showed is if you really take on Fremantle and just run the ball as sort of as chaotic as you can, you can actually get through their zone. So I think it's I think guys like Garen and maybe Tui and Simpson and that will you know we need to just get the ball in their hands and tell them to sort of just run and take them on. Look, I'm not expecting us to beat Frio over there. I think they'll be really keen to atone for their performance against St Kilda and in front of their their home crowd, but. Look, I don't, I don't think it'll be a, a pasting either. So, look, as, as long as we play four quarters and give a good account of ourselves, I'll, I'll be happy either way. Yeah. Um, look, I just in our last five meetings, we've won two against Fremantle. Uh, and those two were at Subiaco. Um, so we do reasonably well against them. Um, and I note that we've been in those five games, we were averaging eighty-seven points. Where their average this year against is 68. So we do tend to, I think only once have they kept us in the 60s in those last five games. So we yep. do tend to score higher against Fremantle than, than what they average against them from other sides. So yep. that shows we do match up fairly well. Um, so We can win, you guys. Keep the faith. Come Look, on. I- no, no doubt we can win, and, and look, and we yep. just plenty, plenty of blues support over there, um, and the WA blues represent strongly over there, um, and and for some reason we just tend to like the ground, and um, we play well against both the the, the WA sides. So, um, yeah, I've got my uh, fingers crossed that Lucas comes in because he actually, some, well, some anti-Lucas people don't think he did well in the VFL, but I thought he was probably our best Carlton listed player last week. Um, he. So I would like to see him have a game. And that's not because that way he'll be playing in WA and they can see what he's made of and potentially take him off our hands. I would actually like to see Lucas get a game. But apart from him, I can't see anybody... Well, I mean, Everett obviously is out. Yeah, Everett, Everett out. Uh, Robinson's suspended again. Um, oh, yeah. And, and um, it's, it's yet to be remain to be seen whether we want to risk Menzel or not. Um, so you know, because he's had his issues as well. But I'd it's say not, not risk him. It, it's it's not a silly suggestion at all. Um, Lucas is a WA boy, um, and um, Subiaco is a longer ground. Um, so that, uh, somebody who's going to run between those fifty meter arcs is, um, is is quite valuable, and that's certainly that's Lucas's go. So. It's not. It's it's not silly. Um, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure who else might come in. I know Cripps has been doing fairly well um, in the VFL since he come. He's been back. Well, I think he's only had one game back, hasn't he? Did they one. must have had a bye yeah. this weekend? Uh, no, two. He played. Two at, he Did played he? North Ball- yeah North Ballarat, and then he played yeah. last week at. Oh, Cripps. that's right. I missed that game. So, but then you know, Cripps isn't exactly quick. But he is a WA boy too, so it might be uh, might be a little reward uh, for him to um, get over and see his family. Um, so sad, Bucks got injured again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Frio are going to welcome back Sanderlands, Ballantyne, and Hill, <laughs> so that's not ideal for us. Awesome. No. Who's gonna? Yeah. Do you reckon it'll be Warnock or Wood? Because Warnock didn't exactly turn me on when he played last week. Like he was not very exciting. Yeah, and um, it, with Sandylands rucking, you'd almost have to concede 
yeah, most of the hitouts to the Sandy Lands had wood outperformed Warnock around the ground. I think Warnock's whole year in one game. So if if you're going to lose the the hitouts anyway, you may as well go with the better around the ground player. Can you say yeah, Sandy Lands again? Okay. Sandy Lands. Are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, Sorry. Maybe does that mean you're turned on by wood? Oh, Christ. I, I, I resisted that because oh, no. I said I wasn't going to. And then... Uh, oh, I, I, I'm totally, totally innocent. You guys are just taking me entirely the wrong way. Um, well, it's funny. <laughs> in the game day spread last week, I didn't realise what I was saying. And I was on my phone, so I didn't know how to edit it. But I put, far out, I'm loving wood tonight. And then I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I couldn't, I couldn't work out how to get rid of it. So it's there. And of all people to pick up on it, it was bloody Shandog. So thanks, mate. Uh, bloody Shandog. <laughs> Buddy Shan Poodle. How, how, how are you, Shan Dog? You're resting up there, mate. You, know? <laughs> you just take it easy, bud. We'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> look, you can't bring it. You can't bring in Warnock simply because he's tall. I mean, his ambulance is tall. Surely, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to hope Wood can negate him somewhat, and our mid our mids can read Sandlands. Um, yep. that, that's probably all we can do. Look, I, so, I, I agree with I agree with uh, maybe I, I think Lucas did enough last week to bring him back in, and I, I think he's actually perfect um, to play as a sub next week. Oh, sorry, Thursday night. Um, just he, he'll be able to come on and actually run and actually use his use his speed late in the game to to advantage. Um, everyone knows I've got a big man crush on Crips, so he should. Yeah, he you should, guys are going to get married. I think we are. Yeah, so. I think, will you um? Will you make him a coffee? Uh, I will make an exception <laughs> for Patrick. I will make him a coffee. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. So I think look, I think Cripps should come in as well for um, Robinson and um, who's the other one? Everett. So whether whether we risk um, mental or not, I'm I'm not sure. But I think based on VFL, I think yeah, Lucas and, and Cripps did enough last week to to warrant selection. Uh, very good. So, um, tips, people. Carlton by 10 points. Carlton by 4 points. Freo by 24. Carlton by 10. Go, uh, Carlton, yeah. by, Carlton by 33. <gasps> oh, you awesome. made me so happy then my heart actually exploded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Bluebell will be back next week to replace Mebby. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. dead now. <laughs> Yeah. You killed me with joy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually think this week is uh, is is the last game for us for the year where I'm I'm convinced that we're not going to win. I think we can win every other game for the rest of the year. Look, it's I think we yeah, this is just the last one where I'm feeling a bit pessimistic about that. I reckon we could beat all the other teams. The, the pressure's off now, you know. Just throw caution to the wind. So. Anyway, uh, with that thought, um, I think we'll leave it there. Um, thank you very much for joining us once again, HBF. No worries, it's been fun. Uh, thank you, Happy Dude. Yeah, been fun too. And um, we'll talk to you next week, maybe. Thanks, guys, if I'm still alive. Uh, well, if, if you can be revived. Yeah, I might be dead from excitement, but go please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you all next week. Go, Carlton. I'm shutting my eyes over and waking them up.
suspect She says she's justified Cause she discovered How her lover 